Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Just pull the choke. What? Rip the chain and let me go. What's that about? Oh, it's a podcast intro. What, what are we pulling? <laughs> the choke. Pull on the choke. What's Rip a the choke chain. for what? Like an old engine. Just Did you used to pull a choke? You've got to put the choke on and then kick the ignition. Or pull what on the for? chain or pull the cord. Was this for a lawnmower? Lawnmower or, or whatever. Pull the choke and yank on the cord. Yeah, the tubes tailor. That's lawnmower. bizarre. Do you know my mum told me the other day that oh, she used to have massive blocks of ice that they used to have to put in their fridge to keep it cold? Yeah. That's going back a bit, isn't it? Well, sometimes we I don't, don't realise that long ago. How, lo- how lucky we are. When was a refrigerator invented? Well... That's- she when? had one, but she had to have these massive, massive blocks of ice. She, you'll see it in like Downton Abbey and documentaries like that. It's only well, artificial refrigeration began in the mid seventeen fifties. No, yeah, well, she's not that old. Nineteen thirteen, they were invented for home yeah, use. Yes, but they had to put ice in it. All right, you're telling the story. Yeah. No, they did. Not only are you doing French lessons like you did this morning, you're also doing history lessons right here, right now on the podcast. It's sensational. I used to want to be a teacher, but because we thought the teacher strikes were happening, I'd prepared a couple of lessons so kids did not miss out. But now the teacher strikes are off, which is really good news. That uh, We think that they've reached an agreement between yeah, well, the teachers' union and the government. The agreement is currently with the education union. We heard from the education minister on exactly what was involved. We spoke with a great festival on the East Coast in Swansea, one of my favourite towns. That is an epic festival. Going to be great. Yeah. Going to be great fun. But yeah, I didn't get to my lessons anyway. And you didn't, you don't speak, you're not bilingual. Mate, you're not bilingual. Yes, I am. You're barely lingual. (laughs) That's not nice, Ray, is it? Barely lingual. Oh, you can't laugh that much at your own joke. It was just we off the top, mate. It's not that funny. We should script this show. <laughs> should be script. Your line. I think people oh, know God. that we are not scripted. <laughs> Here's what you miss. This is Woody and Tubes. Triple M breakfast. Good morning, Tasmania. Live right across it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Good morning, Hobart. Good morning. So school's back on. Well... The, it was always on, wasn't it? They were just going to walk out after lunchtime. Yeah, so not always on. No. No, I think it's good news. We're going to get into that with the Education Minister a little bit later on. Yeah, we'll find out exactly what's going on. If it's just on pause, if the strikes are likely to be postponed or moved to another date. I was a little bit disappointed, only because when I was younger, I always wanted to be a teacher, because I used to take... When I was 10, I'd take Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. That, anyway. You know what? I always, we, we didn't do Sunday school where I lived. I mean, I'm sure they, it was on, but we didn't do it in our family. And I always used to think those poor kids that had to go to school Monday to Friday and then on Sunday had to go to school again. That's uh, Great times. I'm I sure you pre- did. I was preparing some classes for tomorrow, that's all. What sort of education did you have in Sunday school that I didn't get Monday to Friday? Kissing um, kiss mirrors. 
Oh, Leah, let's all have a laugh. I'm not the only one, I'm sure, that's kissed a mirror to practice and to look at what you look like when you're kissing. You don't open your eyes in a kiss. If you open your eyes while you're kissing someone, you are a psychopath. That's... <laughs> is that what you tell the ladies? No. Don't open your eyes. It's eyes up. shut. Just close your eyes. And... Next time you're kissing someone, stare directly into their eyes and tell them to open their eyes and see how it makes them feel. That's crazy stuff. Just pretend I'm someone else. <laughs> oh, you were planning lessons. Yeah, I was planning lessons. Oh, I was yeah, going to do some lessons on What there. sort of Woody's education were you thinking? I didn't... Well, whatever you want. French, science, math. Woody explains. Probably not English. Still do that. Because I do failed that. English. Did but, you? Yeah, does that surprise anyone? Uh, so any of those. You pick a topic and I can... I'm, I'm happy for you to... Give us lessons all throughout today, if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Well, give lay a bit of French on us. Say, hello, my name is Esther, and today it's going to be 18 degrees and partly cloudy. Je m'appelle Esther. That's correct. Yeah. Je t'attends. 18. I'm No, 18, you can say numbers in French. Yeah, they also have their own way of saying numbers, mate. Look it up. You are one of the loose units of society, Esther Nichols. I honestly speak French. <laughs> there's and absolutely if no anyone way. Anyone else speaks there's French? No way. Call me and I'll converse with you. One triple three five three. Fifty percent of that was French. We are joined in the studio by head newsbreaker here at Triple M Breakfast. Good <laughs> news, yeah, from the Triple M newsroom. Oh, thank you. Rachel Burke. The number one. Number one. one. Heavens. Absolutely. I'll add that to my email signature. Love that. Um, Yeah, look, big news day today. I don't know if you've heard. uh, Planned teachers' strikes are off. Teachers were set to go on strike tomorrow afternoon at all uh, Tassie public schools. All Tassie public schools were going to be closed from 1pm. The state government um, came forward at uh, basically the 11th hour yesterday with an offer for teachers and uh, strikes are off. This happened with Allied. Allied health workers as well. Mm. That at the very last minute, they are very last minute. Our government does it set a precedence for anyone that's out there trying to get a pay rise or trying to get better conditions at their workplace that they have to strike? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't send a great message. I mean, negotiations between the Australian Education Union and the state government have been going on for eighteen months. Eighteen months is how long it took, and. There's been strikes in those 18 months. They've striked before. They were going to do it again on Friday. And it took this level of action and closing public schools on Friday afternoon for the government to come forward with an offer. Uh, We're going to touch base with the Education Minister to find out what the offer is, if it's likely to be accepted, which we, we hope, we hope that it is exactly what they deserve, which is more support and uh, payments on... uh, on par with the mainland. Have we seen any of the new offer? I haven't seen it, but um, the Education Minister, Roger Yench, put out a statement yesterday. He says it's a fair and affordable wage rise and more in-class support for teachers and support for new teachers, which is what the Education Union was wanting. They wanted more in-class support as, you know, class sizes are getting bigger and teachers just can't keep up with the amount of kids and the level of care that some kids need as well. So, I mean, they're taking that offer to members now and obviously union members will decide on whether or not they want to take that offer and what their plan is moving forward. But we do know no strikes tomorrow, so you can pick your, school, your kids up at normal school time. And we'll cover this across the morning watch. We were, I was just going to say that as a parent, 
we'd made arrangements to go and pick our yes. daughter up from school, and it was, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I stand with the teachers. I think they do deserve more money. I do think they do deserve more support. I've seen it in the classroom. It's 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 crazy in there, um, but. It's sort of a little frustrating because now we've made these we, arrangements and yeah. now we have to go back on those and we can go back to what we were going to be doing anyway. But I think that, to me, is a small small sacrifice to have to make to make sure our teachers, which I think are the key to our future, they mm. are educating our students, it's a small sacrifice to make to make sure they're getting paid at least the same as but what also, our counterparts absolutely. are on the mainland. The support means that your child would have more support. 100%. So it isn't just about the teachers. It's about your... I 100%. always I always liken them to possessions. They're not possessions, <laughs> but your most prized asset. Well, yeah, what are they? Your kids. I mean, your pride and joy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, right. but, yeah, more support yeah. means more education, means more support for your own kids. So Absolutely. thank you, Rachel, from our Triple M Hobart newsroom. It's Triple Love your text coming in on 0488881073. That can be about absolutely anything. Specifically yesterday we were asking for your International Women's Day recognitions, the people in your life. This one comes from Harry and Montrose. Hey Woody and Tubes, I would like to grab some of your airtime in the FM spectrum to thank all the female drivers, cleaners, mechanics and admin in the bus industry that work really hard. And there are a few female college, colleagues at my work at Kinetic that are absolutely awesome and they put a smile on my face every day I'm at work. They can't even, the world can't even work without them and Kinetic are super lucky to have those people. Thank you for being my colleagues and friends from your friendly cleaner, Harry in Montrose. Love that text, Harry. That is really lovely. I love how he said airtime in the FM spectrum too. Yep. I've never thought about that. Uh, to my sister, Catherine, and my mum, Karen, in Blackmans Bay. They work tirelessly as primary school teachers in the state system. That's from David. Uh, morning, Woody and Tubes. Great result for Variety Taz yes, the other day. Thank you for the support on getting this done. Cheers, Richard. That is off the back of us selling an Alliance bar. Well, two of them for f- 400 bucks. Yes. Which... So it was, they were the last two in the world, and they're a chocolate bar that was made Basically, here. Yep. And they, the shop that was selling them closed down. So we got, they went for $400 to Scotty in Brighton. Yeah. And then we also had someone that won Tassie Trivia. Yes. 100 bucks. Deborah. Deborah donated it back to Variety as well. So all up that morning, Hobart, you raised enough money to feed a child for a 1,000 days. 1,000 breakfast meals. 1,000 breakfasts. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to say thanks to my wife for being the special person she is. This is her husband, Brendan. I'm not ju- I'm not sure what her name is, Brendan, but Brendan's wife, if you're out there, Brendan from Moraine, <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, and this one came through from Therese. Question, how can an object or tree give consent to marry? Therese. Okay. So that's a question for you, I think, Woody. Yeah, I can answer that. So we're, we've been talking about... There's you certain, can't answer this. Yes, I can. There's certain areas in the world where it's legal to marry an inanimate... Inanimate? Inanimate, inanimate object. Say it again. Say it in French. And so there was a person that married a tree. And I always say if it's legal and consensual and you're not hurting anyone, love whatever you want to love. So, and I agree with Therese. 
How does a tree give consent? But a tree doesn't give consent to anything. Exactly. My point. Like, I want to chop you down. It doesn't go no. Yeah. Like, it's... I want to water you. It doesn't say no. I want to marry you. It doesn't say no, but it doesn't say yes. Yeah. Now you're just getting into a grey area. No. And what you've done is you've trampled all over the fact that this woman loves a tree. So what? It's like the guy that married his pillow and put a wedding dress on it. I think that, it's a safer relationship, to be fair. I'm fairly confident that was I'm, a publicity stunt and it, it was, was quite not, humorous. It was not. It, the pillow had a beautiful face. And beautiful painting of a face. It was 0488881073 is the text line. You can send us a text anytime about you, anything. I've been married and marrying a bunch of balloons would be far less complicated. And that did happen as well. A man married 500 balloons. Loose. This is Woody and Tubes. I asked you before. All I was going to do in yep. lieu of the teacher strike, I was going to give kids some lessons. Yep. I wanted to be a teacher when I was growing up. I was asking you to say, hello, my name is Esther Nichols. It's going to be 18 degrees and partly cloudy today. Can you say that, please? It's getting old. The Would fact you... that no one believes I speak French. I started in school. Did yep. you not learn a language in, Fran- in French in school? Uh, we learnt, yes, some French. Okay. But I'm not going around telling people I can speak French. No, because you never extended your studies. How do you know? You're making the assumption. So, what I'd like you to do uh, is say, yeah. Hello, my name is Esther Nichols. It is going to be 18 degrees today and partly cloudy. Bonjour, je m'appelle Esther Nichols. Il va faire 18 degrees at Parlementé. Najou, ajouhin you. That was bad. You and can I, put that into a Google Translator. Yeah, yeah, that was legit that. because... Producer Rhea, if we get that, Rhea, I will... Producer Google Translated what I said for you. pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not new. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> a large cat has become a Polish city's top rated rate. Yes, this is exactly, this is cat news. So I'm not happy it's with cat it. cat chat. Cat chat and uh, I'm sick of cat chat. We've chatted a lot of cats. I hate cats. They're no good. They're jerks, every single one of them. It's not about you. You can have a cat if you want one. Thanks, Dad. But not my kids. My kids can't have one. Your poor kids. We will never have a cat. You don't know that. But they're not for me, oh, no, you thank wait. you. You wait till Molly turns 15 and she, your daughter, and she brings home a cat. I was saying take that back. No. Take that cat back. A large cat has become a Polish city's top-rated tourist attraction <laughs> with five-star reviews. A Polish city? What's the Polish city? Do we know where it is? Yeah. Because I'm not going there. Yeah. Is it Warsaw? No. Session. Session. Yeah, sorry. Session. Um, that was once home to Catherine the Great. Yeah. Gasic is his name. Gasic. He resides in the seaside port in Poland. Cat enthusiasts from across Europe have been flying to Poland to meet the city's top-rated attraction. So, oh, 
the feline has become the top-rated tourist attraction with more than 2,500 reviews and achieving a near-perfect 4.9 out of 5 score. Yeah, I'm not... I think this is someone taking the P155. Gasek was a homeless cat living out of a box and has now earned the infection and attention of locals who feed the hungry feline. Again, here's a cat just taking the mickey. His international stardom was launched in 2020 after a local news outlet featured him in a video that went viral. That's what's happened. He's gone viral. He's probably got viruses, been a homeless cat. One person claimed to have made the trip all the way from Norway, which is a journey close to a thousand kilometres, just to meet the cat. Here it's is like driving to Smithton and back. It's not that far. Here are some of the reviews. As expected, he didn't pay any attention to me. Yeah, because he's a cat and he's a jerk. Which made the experience fully wholesome, one visitor wrote. Wholesome? Yeah. Another one. If I could have a dinner with anyone in the world, I would fly again in an instant to feed Gaysick. I can highly recommend. Another one. Good no. cat for a nice evening or even afternoon to sit with. Another wrote, fantastically handsome and mm-hmm. superb fellow. Gasic graced us with his presence. We were humbly aware and in awe of his magnificence. See, they're all taking the mickey. No, they're not. And I reckon if you want magnificent and solitude, just go and sit in a park. Tubes, the cat now has to have a bodyguard because so many people are trying to touch him and there's even signages that will say, signages. please don't stroke me whilst I'm having a nap and please don't t- don't feed me too much as I'm getting a little chunky. Yeah, I mean, the cat's got signages. So. What? <laughs> uh, but no, let's... This is, this is obviously someone taking I this. wouldn't feed you. After that performance, it was so funny. I just think that this is clearly someone taking the Mickey. It's There's not. a cat, and they've got this homeless you can cat. Look. Let's give me this some publicity. Look at it. Jeez, it's enormous. It's a huge cat. That's it's what a I massive mean. Massive cat. Stop feeding He's that cat. He's a big boy. It's not a healthy cat. It's triple M breakfast. I'm just laughing at some of our texts that come through. Why? <laughs> what? Which one in particular? No, just how can a object or tree give consent to marry. Therese's on the same page as me. Oh, it, it doesn't affect you, so what does it matter I know, if but someone said, married a tree? I don't have a... I, well, it's just weird. I know, but this it's is... just odd. And I, you said, oh, it's, as long as it's legal and consensual... And you're not hurting right. anyone. And you're not hurting anyone. That's fine. You're talking but, about a story where a woman married a tree. A and tree a favor- And she has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's accepted it. I'm just sure. saying... She's got a boyfriend as well. Oh, if you so listen- she's married a tree and she's got a boyfriend. Yeah, and he doesn't mind. Cross-species relationships I don't know too. why it matters to you so much if people marry something that's not hurting anyone. Like, it's like that man that married his pillow. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> We've got another text in. Uh-uh. Is the text from Teresa Green. <laughs> what is that? How's that? I don't get it. Therese has sent in the text. Yeah. Teresa Green. Her last name's Green. Trees are green. Oh. This is Woody and Tubes. Shout out to those folks up in Tunbridge. Beautiful place. 
who are trying to save their Tunbridge Bridge for as long as I can remember, Woody, the northern entrance to Tunbridge has been closed. There's a beautiful old convict uh, bridge there that has been deteriorating over many, many, many years, and it's been unusable. I know there's a few people out there that are trying to save the bridge. If you've got any information about what's going on out there, you can give us a call, one triple three five three. Save the bridge from what? Falling apart. So it's in really so bad condition. They don't want to get rid of it. They want to actually repair it. That's right. They want like to repair the it. Concrete cancer that we have down here on well, the wall. Well, this is a sandstone bridge that has as much heritage as I, I reckon is somewhere like the Richmond Bridge or That's the Oakland Bridge. That's what I was thinking bridge. of. I haven't it's, seen it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful and it's just deteriorating. It's it's in horrible, horrible so condition. So why wouldn't it be... Why wouldn't funds be allocated to preserving that? Well, hopefully we can get someone out there from the Save Our Bridge project to give us a call. one triple three five three. I've just been seeing it pop up on my social media and it is a beautiful old bridge and like I said, for as long as I've been driving up and down the Midland Highway, it's been shut. I think it's been shut for at least 10 years, if not longer. So, shout out to all those people that are trying to save a bit of heritage through the Midlands, which is a beautiful place. And like I said, some real genuine convict history up there. And you wonder, like, how the houses today will stand the test of time. Well, you know when you think of the ruins and how they were all made with that sandstone? and Yeah. It's almost impenetrable. Yeah, well, you look at somewhere like the Cascade Brewery. I used to work up there and I was quite amazed that there was this tangible history of our convict history that you could go and touch and see and and enter. Something like this. This is a a small town in the Midlands, a lovely little community up there. A legit study has been done into the safety of Tasmanians should a zombie apocalypse hit. It's an incredible study, it is. You've got to give it to... It's not... This isn't just something that's been pulled out of a rabbit hole. This is a serious study that's been conducted. I'll tell you what, it is serious. What? It's a serious waste of time. <laughs> you don't think that there could be... Oh, we'll get to that another time. You don't believe in zombies? Zombies. No. You don't believe in anything. You don't believe in time travellers. No. You don't believe in love if it's between a man and a pillow. No. You don't believe in UFOs or aliens? Oh, I think if they were out there, they'd have been here already. You don't believe in ghosts? No. What do you believe in? Well, we'll find that out over the next uh, 20 or 30 years that I live, I guess. Oh, I don't have that long. (laughs) Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Morning, Woody and Tubes. Woody mentioned cat chat earlier. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. My mate's got a new girlfriend who has a pet cat. He really likes her, but he's allergic to cats and has told her that if things are going to get serious between them, she'll have to get rid of the cat. I think she thinks he's joking. Me and the fellas have told him that this is a ridiculous ass, but he's adamant the cat will have to go if they're going to work out. What do you guys reckon? Would you ditch the cat or the boyfriend? I think yeah. we know Tubes' answer. That comes from Matt in Taruna. Thanks for your question, Matt. Yep, that's it. Cat's gone or I'm gone. Even if it was the love of your life? Well, it's obviously in the early stages. Yeah, but that doesn't mean not, it's not the love of his life. You've come to the right place because I... No, nah, not for me. Thanks. I, I, Starters, I, would I wouldn't start dating a cat person. A relationship expert. You wouldn't start dating no. a cat person. No. 
Certainly not for me. You have so many high standards. No, no. no. Thank it's God just, you locked like cats. your partner Never Aaron have. down 20 years ago. Never will. But you don't have to. But this is the... Th- oh, God, are we really... I've told Erin, we're not getting a cat ever. She's like, what if Molly really wants one or Ray really wants one? I'm like, then they can find somewhere else to live. They're four and three. <sighs> That's just... It's like awkward, that, isn't it? Anyway, That's why I, we don't have a cat. I'd last... I'd love to ask Hobart, what what would you do? One, triple, three, five, three's the number to call. Or I'm just in shock. Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three. If I met a guy, it's it's I like a, would... it's a deal breaker. But that what is deal, so what superficial. Are the, what are the deal take breakers some, for you? Take some... What if a bloke said to you, "Oh, look, I think you're the love of my life, but you've got to get rid of one of your dogs." No. Exactly. Never. So I would it's a never deal breaker on the reverse, on the on the inverse. No, because of what if he didn't about. like dogs, he wouldn't be the love of my life. I don't. You can have a cat. Cats don't like me. I don't like them. Yeah, well, deal done. This is all because you've got PTSD from being bitten by a cat once. No, it's once not on once. Your foot. Yes, it they're was. All, they all. They all know. What? They all know I that don't you're like a jerk. them and that they don't like me. That They're the jerks. If That's just a fact. You can't start going in making demands. Take some anti-allergy tablets. Have you? I don't know. Go and get tested, mate. What's what's old mate's name? Matt. The one with Taruna. the... Is he the one problem with the cats? No, no, his mate does. Uh, his mate's just got a new girlfriend who has a pet what? cat. So that's 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 the you, key. It's a new girlfriend. They don't I, they don't know if it's true love. Why do we put so many yet? conditions on love? Like why why does it have to be oh I like you. I like He's you. He's allergic to cats. I don't like that you drink half a bottle of wine at night. Some people have severe allergies to cats. Oh, I like you, but cats can and... you not eat all the brie cheese in one sitting? All right. Oh, I like you. You eat too loud. I've had that one. I've been told I eat too loud and that it puts them off their food. Like, there are little things that can be changed, right? What? Why so, should I have to change how I'm just I saying, eat? Little things... Relationships work when you compromise both oh, ways. Oh, both yes, ways. Chips, Taylor. And what was the last thing you compromised on? Well, I said I'd do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Tomorrow's teacher's strike that we've been reporting on has been called off in anticipation of an offer from the state government. And speaking of which, the Education Minister, Roger Yench, joins us now. Good morning, Minister. Good morning to both of you. Good morning to your listeners. Uh, Minister, we know this industrial action wasn't just about pay. It was also about improving teacher support. What is in this new offer you've made to teachers? The offer that we've made to teachers, and most of this offer has been on the table with the union for some time now, but the final offer includes pay increase for our teachers, uh, 130, now a few more, additional support roles to assist them to spend more time teaching, less time doing administration and working with individual kids who need extra support. So more help for them in the classroom and in the school to give them back to teaching and also a range of supports for early career teachers so that we are looking after the uh, those people who are starting their career as teachers, helping to make sure that that's successful for them and that we're an attractive profession for people to enter because we need teachers. And this is a time of workforce shortage. So looking after the teachers we've got, uh, making it easier for them to do their job 
and looking after those who are joining the profession for the first time. So That's Minister, what's in the package. you said that the package was relatively very similar to something you'd offered previously, but surely there must be something that's quite significant in it for them to call off the strike. Well, the we've been in negotiation um, and I think four offers have been made since September. Uh, this is the first one that the union has agreed to actually take to its members for them to look at. So there's been a whole range of matters that have been in discussion and negotiation with the union all the way along. Uh, there were some final tweaks this week that the union has finally uh, agreed to uh, present to the teachers, their, their members, and we're very grateful for that. And I won't do anything to jeopardise that agreement. It's been um, hard fought and we're looking forward to teachers being able to see what's on offer and uh, decide for themselves. Does this set a precedence for public sector workers wanting better work conditions that they have to strike to get action? No, I don't think they have to strike uh, to get action at all, really. We've been working hard with the union on a whole range of uh, pay and conditions issues. It's taken longer than we would have liked. We would have liked the teachers to have been able to see what was on offer much earlier than now, but we're glad with where we've got to and uh, we look forward to the teachers being able to cast their vote on this package. We are chatting with the State Education Minister, Roger Yench. Are Tasmanian teachers paid less than our mainland counterparts, Minister? There's been a lot made of that uh, over time, but the analysis that I've seen, the advice that I've had, is that we're pretty competitive with uh, other states when it comes to the entry-level positions in the teaching workforce. There are some differences between states in terms of what happens later in careers and what options people have for advancement later in their careers as well. Uh, and that's something we'll continue to review to make sure that we're competitive with other states. But also, uh, I'm working with education ministers from all around Australia because we're all facing workforce shortages. And what we don't want is for larger states with far bigger budgets than Tasmania's to just go pinching our teachers because they can. We need to make sure uh, that as, uh, as Australia, we are producing more teachers, we're looking after them better, and we're not just trying to steal uh, the teachers from other states as well. So lots of work to do there, but we're not alone in facing this workforce shortage issue as far as teachers go, and we're working on a national strategy to address it. Well, hopefully for parents and students out there that this is this offer is well received by the Education Union. Roger Yench, Minister for Education, we appreciate your time on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. We love it when Rachel from our newsroom joins us in the studio. <laughs> and I feel like this might be one of those it's not news, Woody, no. type scenarios. Look, you've been... Right. Rachel is reading my vibe. She has found the most incredible study I think I've ever seen in my life when it comes to terms of <laughs> zombies and Hobart, Rachel. Look, finally some uh, some news that you'll want to hear. Um, yeah. So there's been a study by this website called rentola.com.au. They've done a study of the safest places to be in Australia during the event, the unlikely event, I'll add, of a zombie apocalypse. Mm. Yes, unlikely event. As <laughs> Very in unlikely never event. Never happening. Yes, so at the top of the, the safest place, the safest city in Australia to be in for a zombie apocalypse is Brisbane. Why is that? It's Brisbane. They've looked at this across areas of like vulnerability, supplies, um, mobility, so like how you can get around, and safety. And they've actually ranked Hobart dead last. Oh, see, this I'm calling me. 
Just why? I've, got, I've why? got some thoughts and feelings on this. Okay. So this is across a couple of different areas, like I've just mentioned. We've ranked pretty much dead last on all of them. Oh. But I have some questions about this study. First of all, what kind of zombies are we basing this off? If we've watched <laughs> The Last of Us, is it those kind of zombies? Are they World War Z zombies? Mm. I, you know, the, I feel like the type of zombie is really critical to this kind of study. And also, I don't think they've taken into account the moat. Yes. What's the moat? The moat is bass straight. I was, about to, I was about to say No one this. ever takes into account the moat. I, th- I don't think the zombie virus would reach Tasmania. So Correct. I think Hobart's actually the safest place to be. No, but if they're talking about supplies being cut off, then we can't get supplies from the mainland. We, got, we, got a we grow here. so much of our own food in Tasmania, though. I think we'd be pretty self-sufficient. We'd have to make some lifestyle changes. Granted, we'd you know, probably have to stop wiping as much, but um, I think we'd be okay. Oh, I think see, there's this, plenty of grass to wipe on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I feel... Like I feel you're absolutely right. I feel like if anything, the zombie apocalypse happened in 2019 with COVID-19. We saw how well. All we, we did need to do here. is put Gutwin back in power. He'd close <laughs> the borders instantly, and we'd be safe. We should we should do it preemptively. <laughs> I already think we should be closing the borders. The I do. Oh, I do. Well, aren't we happy with what we've got now here? Or like now, too many people are finding out about Tassie, and they all want to come here. When I mean, we were laughed at, Rachel, you know this, we and Tubes, you know that. We you were laughed at in school. Oh, you live in Tassie. Oh, you've got two heads. Oh, you've married your cousin. What if? And what now, if we embrace the zombies? What if we make this a zombie safe? Like everyone place? gets a zombie pet. Yeah. I don't know. The, well, I don't know. I was like, well, what's your game plan if zombies came to Tasmania? Do you go rural? Do you hide at the top yeah. of a building? Do you go underground? Where yeah. would you go? Haven't some people, thought about it. Some people have shelters and they already have stock left over. I know. <laughs> go make friends with them. COVID. Absolutely. Here's a question without notice. If your partner became a zombie, would you let them bite you so you could become a zombie with them? Absolutely not. What? Are you kidding me? I, what, I love my partner very much. He, and I'd probably give him a kidney if he needed, but no, I don't want to be a zombie. Yeah, but he's <laughs> like... Th- but then you could live in the zombie... Why are we so scared of zombies? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't, we don't know what kind of zombies they are. They don't exist. That's <laughs> the end of it. This is Woody and Tubes. On the 31st of March, the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of April, Swansea comes alive with the Echo Festival coming back for another year. Hosted in the picturesque wine country of the fringes of Swansea, the 2023 program brings together chefs, winemakers and producers along with artists, musicians, storytellers, scientists, entrepreneurs and thought leaders. The creative director and organiser of the festival is Ange Boxall, and she joins us now. Hello, Ange. Tell us hey, what's oh. happening in is Swansea. It, is there anything left, or has Tubes pretty much covered it? <laughs> Great chat. <laughs> that was a good intro. That was brilliant. God, I wouldn't mind an intro like that. Well, give us the well, specifics, Ange. No. What is happening in the lovely seaside town of Swansea? Oh, honestly, there's so much going on over that weekend. It's just going to be amazing. Um, we've got the awesome Steve Poltz coming over from the USA. Oh, no. Um, you can catch him at Byron Blade Blues Festival so or good. Port Ferry. But no, 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 you can come to East Coast Tassie and see him at Echo in a more intimate environment and meet him. And he's, he's just brilliant. Um, and the theme of this year's festival is Waterbirds. And we've got the wonderful Pete Matilla, who's a blacksmith. Um, he's going to be making a gigantic larger-than-life 
swan sculpture, which would be amazing. And he's also going to run uh, blacksmithing workshops. We've discovered an old forge, one of the oldest forges in Australia on site, um, which is very cool. So he's going to get it all rigged up and patrons are welcome to come and, and um, actually forge their own little uh, uh, metal feather as a keepsake they can take home. Um, we've got the every, every time, every echo on the Friday evening, we have the big native bounty feast. Yes. Um, which is an absolutely awesome, huge, indulgent feast. And that's with um, the chef, head chef this year is Megan Quill. She's wonderful. Um, we've also got the Lena Tepilti Muka, which is the River Song Project, which is the um, Tasmanian Aboriginal canoe build, which is called a Ninga. And um, so that's been in progress for a long time, making the rope for that, but also and with the local schools as well, but also... Um, Patrons will actually help to actually construct the canoe itself on the Saturday and then it will paddle down the river for a beautiful welcome to country ceremony. And I love the silent disco because I have one of these oh. at my house every Friday and Saturday night because my neighbours <laughs> are so close. I'm not joking. <laughs> and people have stayed with me before and I've turned around and they've just been watching me because if anyone doesn't know, it's headphones, really loud, but no one else can hear. Yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, 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 is it just you? <laughs> yes. It's not lonely at all, Ange. Can you not it's... party with one? <laughs> what? I love it. Hey, hey Ange. Is it just me? But yeah, with, the, with, with the silent disco, <laughs> what's really great too is if you can't be bothered dancing, just watch people dancing with no music. It's great. <laughs> hey, Ange, tell us why Swansea? I know it's a beautiful seaside town, but why is Echo happening in Swansea? I live, I live here. Oh, as simple as that. <laughs> Love it. And I, I feel like you know, there's some, there's some really awesome stuff that that does happen up here. But I feel like there was a gap missing for something more sort of yeah. richer and deeper, and that's something that goes a bit deeper into the storytelling of a place. There's grape stomping. <laughs> what I do yes. love about this festival and why it perhaps is sets itself apart from some others is it's tackling all the senses, right? That's it. That's for the senses. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. We're going to so be there. Yeah. We're so excited. Oh, unreal. I can't believe you guys coming up. And I don't know if um, Isabel told you, but we're going to give away a couple of double passes for general admission. So, yeah. Oh, sure I love it. Maybe that, we so. could ask, what have you done on your own? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, who knows what we'll get answers to say. Down I, think, I think that's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad can and I work with you because you're, you're actually supportive of my ideas. I'd just like to be a critical mind of just raining Woody in from time to time. Don't forget, we do have complimentary gin, wine and whiskey tasting. So for those that don't think they want to dance on their own, they might end up dancing on their own. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Woody doesn't need any encouragement. <laughs> She's like this without gin in her. <laughs> We're all having a good time, aren't we, We're all having a laugh. That is going to be so much fun. It is going to be so much fun. You can get your tickets at echofestival.com.au. Ange Boxall, founder and creative director of Echo Festival. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you up here. Triple M Breakfast. We're talking about the East Coast Harvest Odyssey, affectionately known as the Echo Festival, which is happening in and around Swansea on the 31st oh. of March, 1st and 2nd of April. It's going to be absolutely enormous. You can get your tickets from echofestival.com.au. But right now we've got two double passes to give away, Woody. You have to explain why we're um, asking for what you do on your own because I realise now in hindsight 
Probably wasn't the best question to ask. Well, you like to do stuff by yourself. Well, we're talking about the silent disco that happens at the festival. That's right. I do one in my house, and my brother was staying once, and he walked upstairs. It was about 1am, and I had headphones on. So silent disco, you can hear the music blasting in your headphones. No one else can, and you dance. And all he saw was me dancing on couches and on top of tables like Coyote Ugly, if you remember that movie. Mm-hmm. And I turned around That's and a, he was in hysterics. About a bar. So were you just drinking, dancing by yourself? Well, I don't know what's wrong with that. It's no, There's nothing because wrong with it. Because I think it's more fun to do stuff on your own sometimes. A bit sad. That, uh, <laughs> John, John in Oatlands has given us a call, one triple three five three. Morning, John. Morning, yeah. How are we going? What do you like to do by yourself, John? Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan of the dancing too. Doing the dancing in the middle of the night and whatever. Don't worry about the headphones though. We've got... Plenty of space around us, so you make as much noise as you like. Oh, you've got bush. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, is there a particular type of song that you go to? Like mine's always um, Mysterious Girl. You know that song yeah. by Peter Andre? Oh, did you just vomit in your mouth, John? <laughs> no. <laughs> John, a double What's pass. What's your go to? I want you to know his go to song. song. What's your go to song, John? Ah, uh, be a bit of Angel, something like that, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Very yeah, similar like to me. Like it, John. Yeah. You get a double pass to head along to Echo Festival. And Joe in Harrow, what do you like to do by yourself? I'm also a dancer by myself with a sound bar up very loud. And another thing I'd love to do by myself mm. is go to the Echo Festival. Well, you've got a double <laughs> really? pass. You could go twice by yourself. <laughs> so you don't want to go with anyone? Oh, look, I live by myself. If my dog can come, I'm very happy to take my See, dog. Oh, you, Joe, I could talk to you for hours. You're in Howrah. Well, you can come with me. There you go. I would. <laughs> and do you dance with your dogs? Because Mr Chunky Pants, my lab, he jumps up and I hold his hands and we actually dance together. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Do you do that? What a duo. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a double pass is all yours, Joe. As I said, you can get your tickets at echofestival.com.au. They are on sale right now. I think we might sneak up, won't we? Yeah, we're going. Road trip. Road tripping. <laughs> Road tripping. We'll see you there, Joe. Thank you very much. Our state's best on show. Tri- triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Straight into it today, we've got Caitlin in Bridgewater who joins us on one triple three five three. Test your buzzer, please, Caitlin. It's your name. Caitlin. Brilliant. And Liam in Glenorchy, can you test your buzzer? It's your name. Liam. There we go. Very nice. good. This is for Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. $100 on the line. Question number one. Multiple choice. Who is the current Tasmanian Minister for Education, Children and Youth? Is it A, Felix Ellis or B, Roger Yench? Liam. Liam? B. Well done, Liam. You're in. Question number two. Oh, this is a very topical one. What colour was the Tasman Bridge lit up this morning? Liam. Liam. Uh, it was blue. And just like that, Liam, you've won $100 cash. It was lit up blue for Lymphedema Awareness Month. Well done, Liam. Did you see it on your way to work? Did you know about it, Liam? Yeah, I seen it on the way to work about 6 o'clock this morning. Ah, well, there you go, Liam. Just like that, 100 bucks. Caitlin, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's okay. The good news is, Caitlin, that you can do this every single day if you want until you win. Well done. Uh, Liam, you've got 100 bucks Now, the question is, are you going to take the $100 or are you going to come back tomorrow? No, I'll come back tomorrow, I reckon. Oh, brilliant. Love it. $200 on the line with Liam tomorrow. Thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Brilliant stuff. 200 bucks. That's awesome. This is Woody and Tubes.
We heard from the Education Minister, Tubes, about the teachers' strike uh, that was meant to happen tomorrow. It has been postponed. An offer is on the table. And from what we're hearing, Tubes, it's an offer that... Uh, is most likely going to be accepted by the teachers' union. Yeah, it's a, a, a pay increase, 130-plus additional support roles so that teachers can be just teaching, not getting locked down in administration duties, and more support for early career teachers. Natalie in Lena Valley joins us on one triple three five three. Good morning, Natalie. You Good wanted morning. to make a comment? I'm just wondering about where they want to get the support from because there's a lot of teacher assistants in the schools that are qualified that could um, give extra support to teachers and become a teacher. You're a teacher, Natalie? Teacher assistant. And how do you find that? How are you finding the conditions at the moment? Um, Very stressful because there isn't enough support for the teachers and the children. Um, The TAs are already on a one-on-one child, so to be able to do more group things with children in schools. Children are missing out. The support teachers are doing English as second language. What support would you like to see, Natalie? The teachers are leaving because they haven't got the support in the classroom. So more TAs and more support for the teachers where they can teach and not do their admin things, like you said. Us teacher assistants are paid on a term basis. Mm. We could be paid all year and have the four weeks holiday as a normal person, but be there to do the, the small admin jobs for the teachers. Yeah. Um, you know, all that preparation and everything for the teachers. Natalie, we really appreciate your call and your perspective. You can join us anytime, one triple three five three. It's Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. It's Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Love getting your texts on 04881073. Morning, Woody and Tubes. Got a funny story for you. I was sitting in a pub in Sydney and this bloke come in yelling, Lions, Lions, Lions. But the Lions were on the TV, so we thought nothing of it. A little bit later on, we realised he was talking about the Lions that escaped from the Taronga Zoo. No. (laughs) No. That's like the monkey that cried wolf. Remember that story? Did I tell you that story? yeah. You did. It's a monkey, really smart monkey. And so what monkeys do in the wild is they alert all the animals to a lion. So they'll get to the top of the tree and they kind of go, and so then what happens is all of the animals scurry off. He was doing it when hyenas or lions had been eating. So everyone would take off and then he got to eat all the food. Sure. Isn't that? And so the monkey cried wolf. When That's have you very been, cheeky. When have you been told something that you should have been more alarmed about than you actually were? 0488 I don't That's understand so that question. The Brisbane Lions. Well, they didn't think anything of it, but there were actual lions out in the street from I know. the ones that escaped Taronga Zoo. That's funny. They needed the monkey to tell them. No, they didn't. It's incredible if you see it. They have this high alert system, especially throughout Africa, where all the animals kind of try to warn each other of lions. I've had a couch server sleeping on my couch for nearly six weeks. The housing situation is at breaking point. Who else is in this situation? And WTF is the state government going to do about yeah. it? From Todd. Appreciate your text, Todd. We are we are still looking into this. We know that the Tasmanian government have committed to some houses. We know that the federal government have the Australian Housing Affordability Act currently at, at Parliament at the moment. 
0488 is the text line. Tell us what you're seeing out there, what struggles you're There's having. a great... We'd, sorry. We'd love to push your agenda. There's a great website that I don't know everyone's aware of called Visit. You can visit findhelptaz.org.au and it will connect you to a whole range of services in your area just in the interim. It's not obviously a long-term plan that this, this state it has... Something needs to change. It is a really, really handy website. Yeah. Findhelptaz.org.au. Don't forget, you can text us anytime. 0488 about absolutely anything. <laughs> well, that was a great show. Tomorrow, what about Liam? He's coming back for 200 bucks in trivia. That's going to be great. Yeah, producer Rhea just said that, wrote something that said, you're so mean. Why? Because you're so mean to me. That's what she's saying. I'm not mean to you. He feels for me. Mate. Because you said I wasn't lingual when I said I'm bilingual. I think lingual's a word. Is, is it? it a word, Le- Rhea? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lingual is. Lingual. A linguist. Linguist. It's because I speak French and I'm actually trilingual because I speak a little bit of Japanese, a little yeah, bit of okay, French. Yeah, okay, lingual's a word. Thank you. Maybe you should go get English I lessons. said it, not you. What? Lingual. lingual. What did I say? Could we? Has anyone ever said lingual more in the last thirty seconds than ever? It also means relating to near or on the side towards the tongue. What does lingual? That's stop saying lingual. It sounds like I'm talking to to my own voices in my head, but I'm not. That's producer Reed. I can't hear her. Promise you, tomorrow Mm. on the show, we will not say lingual. Well, how can you promise that? I'm saying if you say it tomorrow, I'll oh, know you're just doing it to wind me up. Lingual is a word. Stop saying I lingual. don't understand what you're <laughs> I don't actually don't understand what, what's wrong with that. That's being legit. I know. We'll catch there's you bilingual, there's I'm trilingual, there's quadlingual. Turn my mic off. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.